Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Montana, Montana State. Cat Grizz, number 300. Dahlberg Arena, right now. Okay, Coulter, yes. Tell me your cold hearted take. Well, you were talking about you know, what a win could do for Montana State, setting it up and all that. But you also talked about sort of the dismissive nature that Travis DeCure has treated this game with. Not dismissive, but, it, yeah. but... but but Ex- it, It's a level of expectation that is so high as to not necessarily worry all that much about it. That's and, what I'm, and, that's and, let's, what I'm and let's be completely frank here. With the way... I mean, Brian Fish and, and Travis DeCure were hired... At the, on the same time, heading into the same season, just a couple months apart. Brian Fish brought in some great players. There's no question. He also brought in a bunch of guys that were not, did not have the ability to play at this level. Mm-hmm. He, he brought in a lot of guys that played at this level <laughs> without having the ability to play at this level. But in terms of matchups, program identity, and what do coaches do? They worry about everything, right? They worry about, well, here's the ways that this last place team might be able to beat us. Here's the way, you know, here's what we're worried about with Idaho. Here's the things that Idaho does yeah. that's going to give us problems. Here's the thing. The team that Travis DeCure is the le- that has been the least worried about in the entire Big Sky Conference, all 12 teams until now, all 11 teams, is Montana State. Because he knew for a fact that his guys would play harder. Because that's been an issue for Montana State. He's not not playing at a top level sometimes, but playing at a hard hard level all the time. Every time, yep. He knew his guys were going to guard better and harder and for a longer duration. And he knew that Montana State's two stars, with the exception of the one night, the one night in Bozeman when Tyler Hall was a sophomore, and he had the best performance of his career, one of the greatest performances in the history of the Cat Grizz game, where he hit 
11 of 13 shots. He hit six three-pointers. He banked in a three-pointer off a screen. I mean, it was one of those nights where just literally everything was going in. But other than that, DeKear knew that there was no question that Tyler Hall would fold with Bobby Moorhead and Michael Ogine chasing around the perimeter. I guess what I'm saying is I think that Coach DeCure, if he was really being honest with you, would tell you all the things that he worried about all the teams in the league the last five years except Montana State. There was never a question because of the way that the programs were built. Mm -hmm. That if it comes down, I mean, Montana State's formula for winning the last five years has been nothing but score 90 points and and make 15 three-pointers in a game. If, if that's all it takes, if the scout is just don't let Montana State score ninety and don't let them and don't let them hit fifteen threes and play harder than them, th- that that's the reason Montana right. is one eighteen out of nineteen, and that's why I think there's a potential for a shift now. Right? That's, that's that's the biggest that's the biggest difference is that I don't have any idea what the Cats are going to perform like on Saturday, right. but they're going to play their butts off, right? And no doubt. Uh, from start to finish, and that's the biggest compliment I could give to Danny Sprinkle is he's got these guys playing a full forty minutes now. And it's it's refreshing to watch. It's time now for our ESPN Roundtable. It's presented by Paradise Falls. And Jared Samuelson, subject of our ESPN Roundtable, a kid whose father, Sean, played at the University of Montana, was an outstanding player uh, for the Grizzlies. I think, is he seventh all-time in rebounds, Sean Samuelson, at the University of Montana? Yeah, he was a 1,000-point scorer, too. Uh, And then uh, Jared Samuelson came to the University of Montana his freshman year, then transferred to Rocky in Billings, his hometown, uh, for two seasons where he played and was an, uh, an elite NAIA player. And now as Greg transferred back to Montana for his senior season and is having an outstanding year, uh, a great story, an interesting path, and a Montana kid playing in the Cat Grizz game Saturday. Enjoy our roundtable with Jared Samuelson. Welcome to the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls and happy to be once again on the campus at the University of Montana and this time with senior men's basketball player Jared Samuelson. Jared, thanks so much for being here. How you doing? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Well, we're certainly happy to have you here. This is a, a big week. Portland State coming up Thursday and then, of course, Montana State round one on Saturday. And you have such an interesting story to have been at Montana and then gone back to Billings, played a couple years in the NAIA and now have returned to the University of Montana but this year having been back we'll get into kind of the story of it but what's this year been like for you to know you kind of got one last shot at playing basketball at the college level and now to be doing it back at the university of montana which you knew and now you know again you know i'm happy to be ending things off where i started and it means a lot to me to be a montana grizzly and um i'm just i'm just happy to be here i went through a lot of adversity this year you know um dealt with a knee injury early on and then wasn't sure what my role was going to be like, but I was going to give it my all and go out with a bang. You know, this is my last year of college hoops, and it means a lot to me to, to be a college athlete. So I think that we see this all the time. It's one of our favorite parts about covering this stuff is you get guys from all over the country, sometimes all over the world, that come to places like Missoula, places like Bozeman. And it's so cool because you probably would never have met a lot of these guys. And I think that everybody finds their own way of what being a Grizzly means to them. And I, I know that everybody on your team has a, a certain love for this place, a distinct love for this place. But as somebody that grew up around the program, it just seems as though your roots are just even deeper. And I, I asked you this after the Idaho game, but I want to ask you again. There was a moment in that game where I think you hit your third straight three. And when you run it back on defense, you could tell you were soaking in the moment. You were you were soaking in the, you know, the crowd roaring for you. So as a guy whose dad played for the Grizz and, and you've gone on this whole journey to get back to this point, 
do you ever just take a minute to absorb just what this is like for you and just how special it is? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, you know, find myself doing that, you know, damn near every day. I've wanted to be a Grizz since I was a little kid. I grew up watching Grizz football, Grizz basketball, and, you know, my dad played here as a Grizz, so I watched his highlights a lot when I was a little kid, and it was, it's been a dream of mine to uh, play for the Grizz, and, you know, I'm living this dream, so, of course, i got to soak in those moments. When you uh, left and went back to Billings to play basketball and then returned here, I mean, obviously, you've been playing ball, so you've been improving, but it seems like what you have added to your game both sides of the floor has been significant how much did that time when you were you know playing basketball in the frontier league really improve what you are as a basketball player do you think and is contributing to what you're you're able to accomplish now your senior year you know i think just getting my confidence and just developing as a player overall um you know each year goes by and you just kind of learn a lot more um playing so doing that expanding my game and just trying to be the best player that I can and you know enjoyed my time over at Rocky a lot and you know I think enjoying enjoying the moment every single moment of of the basketball grind is key to it you were player of the year at Rocky what what do people not maybe appreciate about the frontier the NAI level of basketball for for people that don't really pay attention to it or cover it or around it any level of college basketball, you got to appreciate. There's solid players at any college, le- you know, college level. D3, D2, NAI, D1, of course, and you just got to appreciate being able to play basketball at the next level because not many guys get the opportunity to do that. So when you go against anybody at the college level, you got to be ready to go. What was? What are some of the things you learned during your time away? The biggest thing for me was just getting my confidence. Honestly. Um, you know that's key for playing basketball. It's a lot, a lot of, a lot of mental stuff. You got to be mentally prepped. You got to be mentally ready to go. Confidence was a big thing, and then just you know, shooting the ball. And uh, when I got a good shot, good look for me. Just kind of understanding what's a good shot, you know, whatnot. Was this a part of the plan? I mean, when you were here as a freshman, you showed, you had flashes, and I mean, you, you scored some points. You, you played. I know it was kind of sporadic, but you did play minutes in games and league games. So what? Was it part of your plan to go back to Billings and then and maybe have a chance to come back here? Or how did the whole process work out? Um, the whole process kind of just unfolded as it was. Um, I can't say I really had aspirations to transfer out of Billings. You know, my next step was just to go to um, Billings, play at Rocky, and have the best career that I could have there. And when the opportunity came about, it was something I couldn't say no to. I wanted to end my career as a Grizz. You know, it's so interesting because a lot of times when kids transfer, it doesn't necessarily have to be something where there's animus between, you know, he and the coaching staff or whatever it might be. But it also, you know, once it seems like sometimes when that door is closed, it's never going to open again. You know what I mean? For most kids, no matter where, what school, whatever it is. So is that i mean how unique is that to you that you you know that you had the relationship that you had with travis and the coaching staff where hey there's still a line of communication and it wasn't you know it wasn't obviously with something where there was people who felt you know necessarily burnt on maybe either side of that you know it's great um love the coaching staff and you know when we had that talk about how i was going to be transferring out of here and back to billings it wasn't it wasn't a bad talk at all i mean it was you know emotional to say the least but the door wasn't closed we you know we still had a relationship i had a relationship with all, a lot of the guys on the team watched 
kept up with uh, the team the two years I was gone and was happy for their success and you know coaches and staff I had a kid a baby girl going into my second year at Rocky summer going into that second year and you know I'd get texts from the coaches telling me congrats you know asking me how I was doing and you know they're family to me and we always were family even through that you know time where I left Jared Samuelson joining us in the ESPN roundtable you're the only person uh, that has played for Travis DeCure, gone away for a little while and came and come back. This is Travis DeCure. He's done an unbelievable job. It's still his first head coaching job at the D1 level. Have you seen a change in him at all from the first time you were here and how he's a coach or maybe how he's you know relating to players or whatever to returning now this senior season? I don't know if I necessarily see a difference. He's always been a great coach and a great person, you know, great, great family member, I'd consider him. I think I just kind of see it different, you know, being older and being uh, being a senior, kind of think a little different than you do when you're younger as a freshman. Travis emphasizes that feeling of family. And as a guy who played here, I know he has so much pride in, in this place. It means so much to him, too. But, I mean... How, how impactful is that to you guys, just knowing that he is more than just a coach, and how does that help just the, the program form as it has? It, it helps a lot. You know, this whole group feels like family to me, and I'm going to consider them family for the rest of my life. And, you know, being, to say, being able to say that you get to go to war with your brothers, I mean, it means a lot to every single one of us. And, you know, Trav's family, everyone on the coaching staff's family, and just that tight-knit kind of feel that you have, it, it helps out a lot. When you were away, you mentioned following these guys. You know, I mean, it seems as if you were you were a Grizz fan first and foremost. Back to back runs of the NCAA tournament, and I mean, some of the most entertaining teams in in school history. So, from afar, what was it like just observing those guys and, and the success that they had? I was just happy to see the success that they had. You know, came in with Bobby Moorhead, Trevor Spoya, Mike Ogine. And, you know, I was I was good buddies with everyone on the team. So seeing that success made me pretty happy, pretty juiced for them. And when they first went to the NCAA tournament, I was I was beyond juiced. I remember watching that game at my mom's house against Michigan, and then they drew Michigan the second time and watched both of those games, and I was happy to see them have that success. You know, it meant a lot to me seeing my friends go to uh, the NCAA tournament. Coach DeCure has elevated the bar here. I mean, Montana's always been a great basketball school with great success, but now, I mean, the expectation is to win Big Sky Championships. And so to to rejoin a program that is the two-time reigning champions and, and be chasing another title and having the target on your guys' back like you guys do, what's that part been like kind of reacclimating to a team that does have such such lofty expectations? You know, I've always had high expectations playing basketball throughout my career. I've always wanted to win championships and win, you know, win as many games as we could. So it, it's it's awesome, though, being a part of a team that, you know, our goal is to win championships. And, you know, I'm trying to contribute as best I can to do so. And, uh, yeah. You know, you talked about how you're ready. You know, you wanted to just do whatever you could do and just go – go as hard as you can in whatever way you'd like to and and or whatever way you can this season the minutes have been so variant game to game guy to guy who's getting them and who isn't and it's like matchup and stuff like that and it seems like there's a lot of players a lot of teams who maybe would find themselves discontented in that but a bunch of guys are getting a bunch of different minutes game in game out how much of that did Travis say this is what it's going to be this year and I and I need you to like 
trust me on this? And how much do you feel like that has been maybe a key to the success and being on top of the big sky right now? I think the biggest thing is everyone's happy for one another. You know, when guys aren't getting the minutes that they want, they're happy for their teammates and their success. And that's kind of been the environment that uh, Trav and, you know, the staff and the whole team has created, and it's helped out, you know, a ton. We're not getting down worried about our own minutes. We're worried about, you know, who's playing good and, hey, you know, keep bringing them up. When you were growing up, who who are some of your favorite Grizz players? I'd have to say Will Cherry for sure was my favorite Grizz player. I remember watching the Weber State game, and I think it was Anthony Johnson who went off that second half. That was a fun game. You know, I liked watching Matthias Ward too. I liked his game a lot, and yeah. Your dad, John Samuelson, one of the one of the few thousand point scorers in in Grizz basketball history, and a guy that is remembered fondly around here. So, what sort of impact specifically did he have just in your in your life of basketball and and your journey to to reach this point here? Man, he's been a, he's been a great father and a great role model. He's done absolutely everything he can for me, on and off the court, and. You know, he uh, he's he's been supportive, and that's been the biggest thing. You know, he's not trying to you know push me one way, push me another. Of course, he's going to push me on the court and whatnot. But he's he's had a big impact on this. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money. And it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. When you became a father yourself, that becomes a real perspective getter too. And especially, you know, to keep playing basketball while you're, you know, still playing it. What's that been like for you to to now have this really amazing, but also very, you know, time consuming role in addition to everything you're doing as a student athlete? Um, it's changed my life completely. Um, sadly, they're not in Missoula. Uh, my fiance and my daughter, they're back in Billings, so I don't get to see them that often. But, you know, FaceTime, whatnot, I get to talk to them every day, so that's great. But, yeah, it's it's changed my whole mentality, everything. You know, I want to make my daughter proud, and I do everything for her, you know. I want to, I wanna, you know, in the future, I want to show her the, you know, the pictures and everything and just, you know, hope that she's proud of, uh, of what I've done. Not being with them has got to be hard. How do you channel it, though? Because, I mean, it seems as if you do channel it, it can be an incredibly motivating thing. That's that's what I use it as. I use it as motivation. You know, I can't look down and look at the negatives. This is such a short time frame. I mean, I remember when I was here as a red shirt, it feels like yesterday. So got to enjoy this time while I have it and use them as motivation. 
I know you got Portland State on Thursday. I know you're never supposed to look past an opponent and all that stuff. So now we're going to look past the opponent and look at the Montana State Bobcats because it, it, it is Cat Week in that respect. It's so weird, the schedule where – they don't have a game Thursday. You do have a game Thursday. Obviously, that'll be reversed when you play in Bozeman in a couple of weeks. But what do you think it's going to be like? I know you've been in this game before, but to, for it to be your senior year and to be an in-state guy, because, again, it's it's something that you've grown up around where a lot of guys who play in this game, they haven't grown up around it. They grow into it, so to speak, while they're there. But for you, this has been a long standing. You know, it's going to be a dogfight. we got to come ready to play for 40 minutes. The environment's going to be pretty awesome, but we can't let that play into our game. And, you know, we just uh, we just got to play grizzly basketball, do our thing, stick to our rules, and uh, be ready to go. At the end of the day, it's one of 20 in conference play. How do you focus in and lock in on the Vikings first and foremost at Portland State to go and say, hey, you know, coming off a tough loss at Weber, we got to go get this thing done again and then, you know, deal with Montana State, but let's focus in on, on, on Portland first. Yeah, no, we we got to come ready to bounce back, and like you said, we can't we can't look ahead. So right now we're focused on Portland State and getting ready for that game on Thursday. They're they're a solid team, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a dogfight as well. So we got to come in ready to go. So interesting, three seniors on this team: you, Saeed, and Kendall, and then three big minute freshmen and then just a couple of guys in between early in this season it was pretty rough and I know that you had a like a very tough schedule obviously in the non-conference stuff but also you could see the team trying to kind of struggle to to get roles sorted out to figure out all the you know the parts and pieces and it felt like right at conference play it really started to all come together and click what was it what turned the corner for your for your team in general do you think that has really upped the level of play that Montana has had to once again be on top of the big sky at the halfway point? You know, we had a lot of talks um, as a team and just discussing, you know, roles, what we need to do. And mainly it just comes down to uh, practice, you know, practicing habits and just sticking to those habits. Um, Yeah, we had a rough, uh, we had a tough um, preseason schedule and I think that helped us a lot you know in many ways playing against teams that we did the high caliber teams and then yeah I know you want to you're a competitor you're a division one basketball player you want to win every game you play how fun though is it to go into some of those environments regardless of outcome and play in a Pac-12 in an SEC in the pit in Albuquerque and and you know see some of those scenes and be on the floor in those games it's it's pretty awesome um you know every game we want to go in and we want to play our best and try to come out with a w but um during some of those games it was just cool to soak in the atmosphere the environment and the atmosphere like i said you know play in those pac-12 the sec and the pit the pit was pretty cool too and you know a lot of those games we thought we could have came away with the dub if we would have you know stuck to our rules and done some things right but just being able to play at those places is pretty cool to say ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. If you need a place to watch the Grizz game on Thursday, they'll be out of town before the Cat game comes around on Saturday. So head on down to Paradise Falls. They have 30 big screen TVs. They can turn it on for you. Great place to watch the game. Early happy hour, late happy hour, appetizers and drink specials. So go to Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Jared, 
the fact that Portland State is on Thursday, there's so much hype around the Cat Grizz game, and sometimes the hype can be a distraction. Travis has done, Travis Tequeers does such a good job of managing that sort of thing and not letting the hype be a distraction, but is there a certain element of the fact that you have to prepare for a road game on Thursday that makes it so that you can't really even think about the, the Bobcat game until, until Friday and Saturday? Yeah, I mean, right now we've just been focusing on the Portland State game. We can't look ahead, like I said earlier. Um, Got to take it one game at a time. Can't look ahead, you know. And uh, that's just how we. That's just how we got to do it. You know, the overall mentality right now has been focusing on Portland State, which is our next game. So once the cat game comes, that's when we're going to focus on that. Who's the funniest guy on the Montana men's basketball team? <laughs> Uh, I'll say me, but if you guys are if you guys are asking for someone else, then I don't know. That's tough. I gotta say, I gotta say, probably Saeed. Uh, now, what's funny about Saeed? Because we've talked to Saeed a bunch of times, and he, first of all, completes a sentence in record time. I mean, he <laughs> his his capital letter to his period is no more than two seconds, and it doesn't matter how many words are in that thing. I mean, he's blazing through it. So, but what's funny? Why is he funny? He's he's quick witted, and some of the stuff that he thinks of you you wouldn't it wouldn't even cross my mind. So he's just he, he's a he's a hilarious guy. I gotta say, DJ and Josh are pretty funny too, the two freshmen. But yeah, behind behind closed doors, he's he, he's a funny dude. I know he uh, in the interviews says the sense is pretty quick, but yeah, yeah, I gotta go with Saeed probably. <clears throat> On a serious note, though, when, when Saeed came here. He, his his confidence was apparent right away, and his talent was apparent right away. And he's a guy that's had to fill probably a more diverse set of roles with this program as anybody on on your guys' team. I mean, he went from having to kind of sacrifice and become the sixth man to then last year being the leading scorer amongst a group of stars. And then now he seems like he's the focal point, but also it seems like he's really emerged as a leader. I mean, when you guys are on the court, he's the guy that's calling you together. And, I mean, when you talk about DJ, I mean, Derek Carter-Hollinger is seems like Saeed has specifically taken to mentoring him as well. What have you seen in Saeed just in terms of his leadership and the way that he's sort of grown up and grown into the role that he has now for your team? Yeah, he's taken on the leadership role really well. He's he's one of our team's best leaders by far. Um, you know, brings the guys together, you know, during moments where we need to come together, stick, you know, stick to one another, be close and um, push through adversity. So he handles adversity really well and then knows how to pass that on to everyone else on the team and be a great leader this coaching staff uh i know zach is you know obviously new this year but jay and chris have been with travis for a little while chris cobb the whole way through and especially jay seems like maybe a counterbalance at times to the personality that travis can be and and the drive that he is and he says he's already he's already said on this show so i'm not letting any cats out of the bag that he you know likes to give travis a hard time at times and stuff like that but what the dynamic of this coaching staff as a group because i think it's easy to focus in on you know the head guy sometimes but what have they been able to do to you think as a group both in terms of the basketball side but also the relatability and the bringing the team along uh, in in various ways you know the whole staff has played college basketball so they're really relatable and so they know a lot on the court and off the court they've been in our shoes being a student athlete so they're yeah really relatable like you said with Flo Flo's a funny guy brings energy every single day so that's that's awesome it's great for the guys and you know everybody 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 on the coaching staff is tremendous family Sort of parallel stories between you and Kendall Manuel. I know he started his career in the Pac-12, but two guys that kind of had to leave before they could come home 
And now here you are, two guys from Billings. It's been a minute since there's been two real deal contributors from the state of Montana that are playing you know, together for the Grizz or the Cats. What's the experience been like for you? I mean, because you guys were probably sort of pseudo rivals in high school and, and maybe even played with and against each other in clubs. So just navigating this basketball journey alongside him, what's that been like? You hated him, didn't you? You can uh, say it. Uh, during, during the state championship game, my senior year, yeah, I, I, I could say I hated him that game. But no, Kendall's been my boy since high school. You know, we played uh, AAU basketball together. We've been, you know, good friends since, shoot, when we were little. And we've got family members that have known each other. So, you know, it's been it's been awesome to be able to play alongside Kendall. Um, he's my brother for life, always will be. And, you know, on the court, being, being on the court together is it's a surreal feeling. Do you ever discuss the fact that he's Nelson Mandela's grandson by marriage, but like in the line of Nelson Mandela? Is that this is stunning to me every single time I think about it? Is this something that I mean? This is I would I would be relentlessly curious with him on this. Uh, no, I, I knew that, but we haven't really discussed that. No, as a team, and I know if I brought it up, it'd be the topic of discussion for a little while. <laughs> safe to say. <laughs> Well, there's your there's your homework assignment, then, Jared. Okay, that's what I want. <laughs> you mentioned the way that everybody sort of evolved and started to embrace the the roles that maybe are the best for the team. But to me, you're, the three seniors are so interesting because we talked about Saeed and his emergence as a leader, and you know your improvement as a player to then carve out a role and, and be a legitimate scoring threat and and be a, such a good contributor in this league. And, and Kendall as well. I mean, he went from Pac-12 to then a guy that had to maybe sacrifice a little bit last year coming off the bench to now expected to be a guy that scores 18 to 20 points a game for you guys. But as an athlete, what's it like when you when you realize this is the last ride and you're trying to embrace maybe what is your maximum potential? You just got to soak it in and grind as much as possible. It's crazy to say that I'm a fifth-year senior right, right now. I mean, time's flying already. We're about halfway through conference. So, yeah, you just got to soak it in and come ready to play every single day. You know, whether that be on the court, in the weight room, even in the classroom, you got to enjoy every single moment. It goes by way too quick. Last thing for you, Jared. Uh, the last half of this season, uh, conference season, and then obviously the tournament in Boise, what the Montana Grizzlies need to do to be at their best come the tournament in March? Take it game by game, game by game. You know, can't overlook any games and bring it every single uh, every single minute of each game. Sometimes we struggle to uh, start off well in the first half or the second half. We need to bring it for all forty minutes, and then just stay positive and together as a team. Thanks for being with us on the roundtable. Thanks for having me, Jared Samuelson, joining us on the ESPN roundtable. Our appreciation to him. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport.
Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Grizzlies, Portland State in Portland. Lady Grizz, Portland State in Missoula. Couple of uh, games. Looking forward to watching them this evening. It's 2 Telling the Waters, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks for letting us be with you wherever you are. Want to remind you, Grizz Greats to Coaching Tree out right now, episode three with Stu Morrill. Stu Morrill, uh, unbelievable with us uh, to talk to us, sit down and uh, and chat it up. Had a lot of fun, and we're really looking forward to the bonus episode, too, that is coming out here uh, tomorrow. And so we'll get uh, get you in, fill you in on the details of that. But check out. Uh, Stu Morrill's episode on Grizz Grace, the coaching tree, went on to an, an unbelievable career outstanding at Colorado State and then 18 years and and uh, regularly in the NC2A tournament, nationally ranked, and 20-win t- season after 20-win season and even a couple of 30-win seasons for Stu Morrill at Utah State in 18 years as the head coach there. So uh, go check out that podcast. Great stuff uh, there. Just search Grizz Greats wherever you get your podcast and uh, and listen to it. Coulter, Travis DeCure, uh, it, talk to us on Tuesday at practice uh, about all kinds of different things, covering some stuff, but specifically uh, the game tonight in Montana in the – History with Travis DeCure has been very good coming off a loss. They did lose their last time out at Weber State in overtime. Here's what Travis DeCure had to say about the state of his team uh, trying to get back on the winning side. Biggest thing for us is do what we can to be the better a better team the next game. Uh, you know, we, we struggled early in the year offensively. We found our way with a lot of emphasis on execution and timing and the movement of personnel. And as we started to score more, we started to give up more. And so we, we needed to refocus ourselves on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's where we were short on Saturday against Weber. And we're going to need to be better defensively Thursday if we think we're going to pull out a win on the road at Portland State. So there you go. They do need to be better defensively, uh, as he said. It's also worth noting, by the way, we will give away. Kakra's men's basketball tickets right here before the end of the show. So stick around for that. Uh, a couple of questions here, but the first one uh, when it comes to uh, Coach DeCure, last time when Portland State played in Missoula, they lost by 15. They also did not have Sal New, who, among others, playing for them. Their tremendous center, Portland State's great center, great athleticism, 6'8", but a leaper and athletic kid. Is that kid. all he is? Yeah, 6'8". Got to have seven-plus wingspan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would have said he was 6'10", because yeah. he is... He looks like one of the the, the tall trees in the big sky. He, he's definitely not out of place in the paint. You can say that uh, for sure. Uh, but the question for, for Travis Secure is, frankly, I mean, he won the first time around, but they're missing a big piece. That piece is going to be back tonight. How do you prepare differently, or how do you uh, get ready for having him back in the lineup for, for the Vikings? Well, some of the things will be similar in terms of how they press and where the rotations are and things like that. Um, but the protection at the rim definitely will be a lot different, a lot more athletic than last time. Um, but they'll do some other things defensively, a little different with him on the floor, which we did prepare for and just didn't see because we didn't know he wasn't going to play. So hopefully we've got a, 
a rabbit in our hat uh, in terms of offensive preparation. A lot of times when the cat game is on the horizon, you talk about managing the hype because it's going to be a whole week of hype. No, there's no really hype now because you guys got to focus on the task at hand. So is there a way to use that as an advantage? Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes preparation is tough when you have too much time. Right. Um, because it's, it's all talk, and the reality is you want to minimize the talk. We just want to play the game and let the fans enjoy and create the environment. So uh, maybe it works into our favor in that regard. So there you go. Uh, and, and a good question. I mean, hey, this is, again, this it's not abnormal to go Thursday, Saturday. It's just abnormal to have less rest than your opponent in a rivalry game. But that's just the way that it goes. And maybe you can try and manufacture an advantage out of that by not having to sit here and hear about all week, you know, the different, you know, everything that's going on with the game that's coming up on Saturday. You say you're focusing on Thursday and then, you know, you do your one day turnaround. The travel, like that's maybe where it gets a little bit tough to have to go on the road, fly back and then now, you know, play on Saturday. But nonetheless, that's a point well taken. Travis Secure talked extensively about uh, the, I think his direct quote was, I've reached the point where I don't think that anything is ever going to favor the Montana Grizzlies again. Right. But then Barrett Perry came on our show 24 hours later and said, I am the guy that's the most mad about this schedule. I hate it. (laughs) Right. It shows you that all these coaches are the same. But also, I mean, I want to ask you, we'll put it in quotes disadvantage yeah. what is the bigger disadvantage to have to play portland state 48 hours, portland state on the road 48 hours before hosting the cats or having to play northern colorado at home 2 days after beating the cats mm. so cuz that's the scenario montana faced last year right yeah i mean it's like, to me to me playing a game before the cat game is it, can be used as a little bit of an advantage just in, in terms of a warm-up and a deflection of the hype. Playing a Monday game, which is even more atypical, and having to play a Northern yeah. Colorado team on Monday just provides much more opportunity for a letdown, in my opinion. You know, that's a good thought. I think the only thing here to me is the travel side of it that you have to endure in moving. That's the thing, but I agree with you. I mean, after having been, it's not even about getting up for the rivalry game. It's about the environment that you play in that brings guys up, you know. And then all of a sudden, it's not there two days later, and there can be a letdown. Certainly, uh, let's keep talking about this, shall we? We'll take a quick break. On the other side, we we'll continue. Cat Grizz, but here's what we want. Yeah, we'll give away tickets right, right after, right after the break. Okay, we'll be right back. Get you out to the Cat Grizz basketball game. Talk more about it next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, 
Visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. As we went into the break, you said, you know, what's what's a worse scenario, whether playing on a Monday after a Cat Grizz game or traveling the Thursdays the Thursday before? I don't even think it's you know, necessarily about that. I, I tend to agree with you, by the way, where it's probably harder to get the win after the game than the win before it, it with, with the game second. It's the asymmetry of the opponent that you're going to play in the rivalry game not having the same schedule as the one that you've got. Right. Now, we can argue, you know, you could, you could make a good argument that it's actually harder to wait an entire week. Right. And, and I think there's validity to it. In any case, if it is a disadvantage to either team, it's it's, you know, is disappointing that it's this game. In terms of the schedule, man, like, I, honestly, I think if you lined up all 11 coaches, they could all make to you an argument that says, no other team in the Big Sky Conference has to do this, and we've got to do it. So you tell me how this is good for us. And they all would be able to say that. At the end of the day, it's kind of a wash. Like, Except for the Montana schools. Because the clause and the thing has this so that the only two teams that remain as not tr- as as travel partners, but more so when you go Receiving on the partners. road, mm-hmm. every school only has to make one trip to Montana. Okay. So when you actually factor that in, and you know, you know, in this league, there's multiple schools where you can't even fly directly to the town. You have to take a bus. So a flight plus a bus is harder than just a flight and then a bus and then a flight. That's what you get in Montana. You get a flight, a bus on an interstate, and a flight. Home. That's all. It's not flight, bus, flight, bus, flight. I mean, Unless it's bus, 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 bus. Or bus, bus, flight. Whatever. Right. But the point There's is... There's just way more continuity to it. I mean... It's like Danny Sprinkle said three weeks ago, the Montana trip has actually become the easiest trip in the league just in terms of travel. That's fine. There, It's... That is just nothing to me more than incidental to the fact that it is hard to travel to Montana, and Montana is the it's the geographic outpost, even though it's the athletic center of the conference. Right, and so th- that is that's what it is. Barrett Peary on with us yesterday couldn't have been more upset with the schedule. That said. He's got a great schedule here on out. I mean, if there's ever going to be a team that's going to be fresh going into the Big Sky Conference tournament, right, right. it's the Portland State Vikings who like, play. He, he mentioned how they played ten and twenty eight, and now they play but, ten but, and forty two. After this right? weekend, they'll have played. So they'll have played. Do they only have one game this weekend, and then they have a Monday game? Regardless, yeah. they're going to play their eleventh tw- game tonight. They're going to play twelve in thirty or thirty one, and then eight. In forty, at Southern yeah. Utah on Saturday. On Saturday, on Saturday. Okay, okay so so, so they'll, they'll have and Monday at Northern. Colorado. Oh, so they have another Monday game. So thirteen so, so they'll games. Be they'll be thirteen done. in thirty-two, mm-hmm. and then have seven in forty. Yeah, and 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 by the way, the majority of those seven in Portland, right? So I mean, they're they're going to be now. I don't you know I don't know where the difference between rest and rust starts to come in and all that kind of talk, but you the. It, it, it works out for them at some point. And by the way, it works out for Montana if you think that having the day off is a good thing heading into the game when the, this game is in Bozeman because Montana State will be playing the Thursday before the Cat Grizz game in Bozeman and Montana will not be. So there's, 
you know, again, it, it kind of evens the stuff out. And when when this is the situation, like if you can't, here's my thing. If you can't alleviate the situation entirely in terms of making it perfectly symmetric all the way around, then I don't really care what the schedule looks like because I believe that they're doing their best as far as it goes to get something that is roughly equivalent in terms of the ups and downs that are going to be The biggest issue, what you're saying is correct, except for one thing. They need to make the schedule for three to four years so that the disadvantages can be passed along. Remaking it in totality each year brings up new disadvantages. Yes, that's I, the I, point. I agree with that. I like when when you got to play six when you got to play six games in thirteen days, or you got to play four games in seven days, like Montana Montana State did to start this year. That's fine. You bite the bullet. You do it. But you shouldn't have to do that two years in a row mm-hmm. to start conference play. Yeah. That should be rotated so at least it comes later in your schedule or whatever it might be. It's like Travis DeCure said. Last year, he he just said, okay, well, this is a tough schedule, but we'll take it. Because I know that next year, someone else will be at the disadvantage. But that's not true because they remade the whole thing. I know it's not. I mean, it's obviously not easy. They have 97 iterations of this thing every year. Yeah. And you're never going to make everybody well, happy. I just think that you should have a three to four year plan so that everyone can be equally unhappy and it, the buck can be passed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm done talking about the schedule, though. Let's play some basketball. Who do you like? To you're play? not done talking about the schedule. Montana, you're, not done, you're not done talking about co- with the coaches. Montana, that's Portland all they want to talk about tonight. Who you got? What do you mean who I got? Who do you think is going to win? I'm going to pick the Grizz to win every single Big Sky Conference game for the rest of the season. Is that right? Absolutely. I think that Montana's the only actually good team. Portland. I think State. everybody else is pretty the same, and I think Montana's good. David, are you telling me Portland State on the on, on, on the, the the insight you have as a Portland favorite? State here? all the way, baby. <laughs> oh, man. What's the line? One and Portland a half. Portland State minus one and a half. Interesting. There'll probably be like two thousand Grizz fans there. I think a couple be- of my buddies who live in Portland just text me on the way. Going to go go Grizz. Yep. It'll be. It's. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching this game and seeing once again the the great new facility that they have there to play in. Boys and girls, enjoy the rest of your evening. We'll be back tomorrow. We're gonna get into Kakra's hoops and Super Bowl Fifty Four. Cannot wait for it. We'll have Danny Sprinkle on the show tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Enjoy. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.